you're talking to the Rolex wearing, diamond ring wearing, kiss stealing, woo, wheeling dealing, limousine riding, jet flying, son of a gun, and I'm having a hard time holding these alligators down. Woo! This must be it for Ronan O'Gara. Drop it, goal. Grand slam at stake. He's got it. Yes! The nation holds its breath. Yes, we're there! Hello everybody and welcome to WTS 131. My name is Danny Murray. I'm Graham Merrigan. How are you, bud? Good, how are you? Great, great. Delighted to be somewhat back to normal after the festival run-in. It's all about normality after the holidays, isn't it? That's it. Just kicking back into a gear that isn't as, you know, lethargic. Yeah. I find is half the battle. I don't like routine, but I like normality. What is normal, Graham? Just getting up for work. Going to basketball. Tuesday, relax. Yeah. Shit, this sounds like a routine. <laughs> yeah. I'm just waiting for you to talk about Tinder, that's all, that's all. No, I'm oh. done with Tinder, man. Okay. I'm settled. Oh, oh, good. It was an eventful Christmas in the American household. <laughs> what are you joking? <laughs> uh, we are, as always, coming to you from Fitzpatrick Castle Hotel. Go to www.fitzpatrickcastle.com for more. I had I had the Mappas. Mappas? I went to Mappas. Yeah. How was Over it? Over the Christmas, was lovely. Would expect nothing less from this fine establishment. Two cars for 23 euros. Where would you get that value? And the starter had muscles. They were sensational. Really? They came out in a big pot. Yeah, big pot was deadly. <laughs> You're not doing very much to describe this. Story. I know, because I'm getting stick off the guest. <laughs> Who is our guest this week? Our right guest now? is Burra Legend, <laughs> Keith Kelly. Burra Legend. You. How are you, Keith? I'm yeah. good, lads. I'm good. I've never... I actually went to... Where's it called? Johnny Fox is about... <coughs> 15 years ago with a gang of people and they had muscles and it not a chance and you're yeah. talking about they're muscles no, no, no. I don't, I don't no. do you know the the nearest thing I would come to that with a fish finger is probably <laughs> yeah. with yeah. 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 you yeah they are so would you say you're with them oh yeah I'm yeah. 100% muscles are massive no no, no. no. I can't do it no can't no. do it the lovely Oxana would be mad for the fish now yeah. and I think that's just because she comes from a landlocked kip but <laughs> she, uh, she'd go for like mussels or prawns. Yeah, or and lots of people say to me, "Yeah, prawns." No, I can't do prawns. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm with like you. Fish it off. I, I was brought up fish fingers, easy singles, easy going round. Myself, sambo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah no, fi- fish fingers are. I'd be partial to a little bit of chewing it once every so often. That's Mark Merrow always used to get fillet of fish out of McDonald's when he ate McDonald's. You don't have a word. Yeah, I remember them in the early days, but yeah. I, uh, did he still do it? No, they didn't last too long. No. No, Mark, did. Mark, Mark, Mark was on them for Mark years. Brock. Mark Brock was a big fan of the filet of fish. Was he? Big fan. Yeah, I used to think, what the, it was in the blue phone thing. I was like, Dad, what are you eating? Wouldn't be for me at no, all. Not me. No, doesn't eat no. McDonald's now. His no. body is his temple. Yeah, yeah, yeah Dad's a good, uh, good man. He does look well these days, I have is. to say. He really yeah. is, yeah. He's like a fine wine, isn't he? Mm, so was Jenzer. Someone said to me initially, and I had a look at him, that... Uh, he lost a bit of weight and through your mum through Slimming World as well as and someone said he looked a bit gaunt in the face. Didn't his hole. But yeah, I think he looks really well, yeah. What I don't like saying that to him because you know he gets a, <laughs> like a large head. <laughs> but uh, yeah, he looks well. He looks deadly. He Moving, on. Moving on. Moving yeah. on. Yeah. 
So yeah. this is the time of year where we always like to, I think we did it last year, but we always like to bring a bit of uh, mental health awareness to our listeners. Yeah, yeah. I think it's like Christmas is the time of year that a lot of people maybe struggle and it, it's a great time of year, but for some people it's a little bit harder due to circumstances that can be varying in that. So mm. there's no harm at all having a little discussion about it. And It's like, you know, it's like the fear from drinking. Is it? I think it can be. I'm not sure if I've experienced the fear from drinking. Really? What is the fear from drinking? Just in case I have the wrong end of the shtick. Just waking mm. up with a... Like, I had an awful time about three years ago where I fell asleep on the Jacks and the Graduate on Stephen's Day. And I got the fear for about three months. Because you fell asleep on the... Or on because the you might have done something or didn't do something. No, I, was just, yeah. I just thought I was very irresponsible of myself yeah. um, getting into a state where I was asleep in... The wheelchair jacks the graduate. Sure, we've all done that though, haven't we? That's, yeah, great, that's great awareness because I used to do do it the following week again. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So, uh, no, I, I, yeah. I remember the next day. I didn't. I didn't lift the head or didn't put the telly on. I yeah, was absolutely mortified. I know that feeling. Yeah. Ah, yeah. So that's the bit of the fear. Okay. But I didn't. I didn't get anxious or I didn't have yeah. any anxiety. But I just didn't want to touch a drop of drink. I so have you, you ever have you ever like suffered with anxiety throughout your life or I actually probably did get a bit ang- anxious there actually I did get anxious there I, um, I felt embarrassed because I went out my good friend Dan O'Neill was home from yeah. Australia um, for Christmas that that time and we were to meet we met in the Oigo at about 11 or 12 on Stephen's Day and we were to meet his friend David Spain and David Spain had been murdered that morning and we were just drinking away anyway and, and kind of getting on with it as much as we could now I met David once and, and when I was in Australia lovely lad but what was worse for me um, in that incident for me was that I had Richard Doyle I hope they won't mind me naming them but Richard Doyle and, and Dano you hope not no they won't, they won't. <laughs> they were kicking down the door of the toilet and I just was like, they're mate as after being murdered this morning and I'm after going missing for an hour because they're trying to kick down the door because they think something's happened to me. And I'm just yeah, after. Jesus, I yeah. actually remember just sitting in my chair, <coughs> leaning on the sink with my hand and saying, and I set my alarm <laughs> for 30 minutes. I was like, I'll just have a little nap here. And then they're kicking down the door. And when it initially woke me up, like when you use wheelchair toilets, you'll get other people trying to use it that don't need it. No. And I was like, well, yeah, fuck off. I'll be there in a minute. And then when I came out, it was Dan and Richie and they were just like, Richie nearly kicked the bleeding door down and he was, he was like, you dope. You thought something happened. I said, sorry, lads, I fell asleep. And I was just, that fear, and it was anxiety, I suppose. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah, I tell you, it was anxiety of, of the lads thinking something bad had, had, had happened to me considering something had happened to their close friend that morning and I was just mortified. How about you, Dan? Did you, you, did you out yeah. your life for? Ah, yeah, yeah. Um, that, that it was a problem for you, like? Um, I don't know if that was a problem for me. Be, yeah, um, the way you're describing it, I, d- I don't think it was a, it was an actual problem in yeah, your life. Like, yeah. like I'd, say I'll, I'd say I lost maybe a night's sleep over mm, it. Yeah. But I don't think, didn't stop me from going out. Now I did, my good friend Mikey, I'd be ringing up and I'd be like, Mike. And it was just like a bad hangover yeah, yeah. that I had for a while. And I was like, I can't believe I did that to Dano and, and Richie. Like, that was the last thing they needed. 
Mm. And he's like, would you stop? And, and the lads were grand about yeah, it, do you know yeah. what I mean? And I apologised mm. the next day. They were just slagging me, you know. Yeah, um, yeah I, I don't know. Like I, I suppose at the moment I kind of have a little bit of it in the sense of kind of going through the process of getting a mortgage and trying to oh, get the right. gaff sorted mm-hmm. and all the stuff that comes with being an yeah, adult, yeah, do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like So there's a little bit definitely that I found over the last couple of months, I found myself worrying a bit more and sort of being a little bit more, definitely kind of feeling a little bit more of a weight on me in terms of saying, like, you have to get this and you have to have this ready. Mm. And if this isn't ready, that's it. You won't get the gaff. And then you're stuck living with your man and dad forever and church, Jesus, you know, all that yeah, kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah, like, so yeah. I suppose most recently that, like, but otherwise, I don't know if I've ever really suffered with it like I suppose that's kind of the most this is definitely the most kind of prolonged and I guess it's just because of the the, the size of the yeah, event yeah, in terms yeah. of that like but uh, I don't know if I've ever really suffered with it in general or where you think like how do you know in either example that me and Danny have said how do you know it becomes a problem well I would imagine like for me <coughs> the way I would describe it it becomes a problem if you can't sleep for Two or three days a week, a month. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Well, definitely didn't have that's that. That's a huge problem. Yeah. Um, yeah. Throughout my life, I, I had periods of my life where um, I wouldn't. Jeez. I'm gonna say I wouldn't have slept. I'd have got a few hours here and there. I probably wouldn't have slept on and off for months on end. Yeah. Terrified of the dark and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, life, life became really un- unmanageable. Really. Yes. And to the to the extent that um, I don't, I always smoked a bit of pop, but I I I, I suppose I, I overindulged and drink became a problem. Gambling, when you suffer with post traumatic stress disorder, um, you become a risk taker in everything. Mm. And um, I mean, serious like. Um, and it's that trying to find <coughs> avenues it's to just trying to bury, of, yeah, to take the bury the, the pain, yeah, I take suppose, away from. Yeah. So yeah. did he? Did he? Did, was that your first experience of anxiety from that event in your life? Um, I suppose, you know, if I reflect back in my life, Graham, I probably always dabbled in all three of those things. Um, gambling, that, gambling would have been a little okay. bit of a problem to me. Drink, not so much. Um, pot, not really. You know what I mean? But after that event, things just spiraled, spoiled, um, really, really badly. Um, Do you mind yeah, talking about control. that event? Well, that event, I had, a, I had a neighbor for a number of years who I knew really well. Um, myself and Karen would have never caused any problems for anybody. Over a period of time, I would have noticed that, you know, he became a bit of a recluse. And over a number of years, he would, he would, in the middle of the night, just randomly blare the music, three in the morning, and go off in his, in his car or Jeep, whatever, come back the next morning, music blared all night. No, I was young kids at the time. He'd actually leave the music on oh, yeah. and leave the house. Oh, yeah, yeah. Three in the morning, and that's it, gone. So, of course, I tried to deal with it in the proper manner, you know, and I'd approach him and explain to him, listen, this can't be going on, and... He didn't really give me the right answers. So over a number of years, this was going on and on and on. And, you know, my frustration was building up and building up. And I, I went to the guards about 10 times, and their response was, oh, sure, look, we can't do anything. He's not, you know, he's not really doing anything, is he? You know, we have to catch him in the act. How can we, we arrive? And he turns off. He's, you know, all this, this nonsense. 
Um, I went to his parents, who I was good friends with, and I didn't really get any sense out of them, to be honest, you know. Um, like some of the stories they would say to me, um, oh, sure, your wife's getting out in the middle of the night, scraping his jeep, you know, my, my wife, you know, and um, my eldest son, they said, was getting, he would have been about 14 at the time, is getting out in the middle of the night pissing on my son's washing. That's why we do all his washing. You know, bizarre shit. Like, like if someone said that to yeah. you, you'd say, Jesus, well, hold on a minute. None of this of which are true. Oh, Jesus, no. No. Yeah, you know So he's I mean? feeding that to his parents. Yeah, yeah. And look, I can understand if someone's telling their parents something parents generally believe. Mm. But the bizarreness of these stories you know I just couldn't so I, I went up there a few times and you know I, I walked away scratching my head saying like what's the point in even going up here anymore so yeah. I was at work one day and I was only in work a couple of hours I was working up in Kalini and Karen rang me in a state and she said quick quick get home will you he's fucking banging on the door so I'd had enough by this time so I knocked into a neighbour and I said, listen, will you come in with me here? I just want to have a chat with this guy and I want you as a witness. And he said, yeah, yeah, that's no problem. That's cool. So I knocked on the door and I said, listen, what's the story with you? You see me leaving the house, you're, you know, threatening me wife, you're banging the door. You was, I heard just last night um, through the wall, you know, trying to break into the house and you just robbed three and a half grand on me last night. I seen you getting in the back window, you know, all this. So... It was, I was happy for a neighbour to hear this as well. So, you know, because if, if I told someone this... Yeah, they wouldn't uh, believe it. Yeah, yeah of course. Mm. Um, so anyway, I rang the guards then, and again, the guards said, listen, we cannot do anything because he hasn't actually done anything. Or So that's grand. So, so that, that night we were in bed, and I heard a knock about... No, no, I say a knock, cause I heard, he's trying to boot my door in at five in the morning. So uh, I looked out the, the bedroom window, and I could see I had a, a rot door and bench in my garden just under the, the sitting room window and he had that in his hand and he fucked it straight through the sitting room window and I could see him climbing in the window so of course I was in my jocks no glass I ran down the stairs I met him on the stairs and was tangling with him and scrappling and I imagine managed to get him down the stairs and into the into the hall we were on the floor and I didn't re- realise he had a knife until like a blood was gushing everywhere out of me and um, he stabbed you? He stabbed me five times, the face, the neck, just missed my heart by a couple of millimetres um, in the back, shoulder. You don't remember being stabbed, you just remember blood? No, because you have to understand, it's pitch black. The adrenaline? The adrenaline, and I'm grappling with this guy, yeah, and, yeah. you know. So in the heat of the hunt, I collapsed, I, my lungs were filling up, uh, he punctured my lungs and that. Um, anyway, I woke up in the hospital, and... Yeah, they fixed me up in hospital, you know. Um, but they didn't, they fixed up my wounds. Yeah. But they didn't fix me upstairs. Yeah. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Um, and I, I was offered a bit of counselling through the, the guard, which I took. But it never got to the depths of what was going on upstairs. I mean, um, I was terrified. I didn't want to go back to my house. Every time I seen my house, it was like the Amptonville Horror House. Yeah, you know, that's yeah. sort of, I got that feeling. Um, thankfully, my brother and my cousin Jay Cummins, they washed the house. The walls were covered with blood, carrot, everything, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I went to stay with my brother-in-law's. I didn't really want to go back home at all, you know? Um, and people were saying to me, 
because I wasn't able to advocate for myself because my head was fucked up. People were saying to me, well, if you don't go back, he wins, you know, um, it's your house and stuff like that. So I did. But I was terrified of my own house, you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, I was just so alone and anxious and I was so afraid of the dark. It's unbelievable. Yeah, it's hard to describe. Um, and I, you know, being the man, the big ego, I never let anyone in. I, on the outside, everyone thought I was coping, but inside I was crumbling. Um, it's, you know, it really was a dark time in my life. Something could come on the TV casualty, a bit of blood, and oh, fuck me, I would... Just starts coming flooding back. Oh, I'd shit myself. Oh, my God. I couldn't sleep for months because of the nightmares. Anyway, um, and, I, you know, in all this time, God love me, brother-in-law, Mickey Walsh, he was, he was not with us now. He would bring me into the courts every time he was up. And even from his family, there was no remorse. There was nothing, you know what I mean? Um, I was always getting this this back. He's moving back there. Don't you worry, you know what I mean? He'd be back to that house and, you know, all this. Like, and I, I would have thought to myself, any rational person whose son had done this would say, right, they're selling the house, you know. And, you know, let's, yeah, let's, yeah. Let's, let's move things on here. But no, that, that wasn't forthcoming, you know what I mean? So, so it was never in the cycle. But to be honest... I took things the, the wrong way and things spoiled totally out of control. I say uh, drugs, gambling became a problem, drink. Is, was this your escape? Yeah. I just, uh, I didn't have any other way to cope. Um, I didn't ask for help. Do you know what I mean? I, I was Keith Kelly, I can do it. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Um, but that was, that's the attitude. Unfortunately, that's the attitude, though, isn't it? Especially back then. I say back then. How many years then, ago was that? About 10? It's probably about 13 years ago, 30, 12 yeah. years ago. Um, yeah. But like people, people y- your age and my father's age, like there, back then, particularly, there was, although you had mates grow around you that had ended their life, um, there was no, it was all, I don't, I don't mean this, um, Badly, but there's a bravado. Is that fair to say? Yeah, it is fair to say. Yeah, of course it is. Um, and there, it's 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 not kind of like how do I say? It's not really confronting anything. It's burying your issues oh, or something. I buried my head as far as it could go. Um, yeah, uh, yeah. My life just became totally unmanageable. Like this guy was found not guilty by reason of insanity and he was put away. But he was in my head every minute of the day. I wanted to kill him, I wanted to kill his family, I wanted to kill everybody associated with him. I just couldn't focus on anything else, only that. Um, and whilst that was happening, I wasn't accepting anything that went on. Yeah, I just I just wanted out, you know what I mean? Mm. I'd had enough, it was four or five years of this. Um, I was just sick of it, you know. Four or five years of, tor- myself, of not torment, dealing with tormenting myself. Yeah, yeah absolutely. It's a long, long torment time, myself. isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah. Um, when did you come to the conclusion that, or when were you told that this is post-traumatic stress? I eventually went out to see some guy out in Bowman Hospital, the psychiatrist, and um, he explained what was going on. Um, 
but again, you know, I didn't want to deal with it, Graham. I, e- even though he had... Yeah, I, I wanted... Uh, did you want revenge? Yeah, of course I did, yeah. Yeah, it's quite destroyed. My house is my castle. Someone came into my castle and invaded. You know? Yeah. It's fucking destroyed me. Mm. Absolutely destroyed me. Um, yeah, and I just, I just didn't know how to deal with it. Um, and the only way I could cope was by doing drugs, gambling, drink. Yeah. And, and it just totally destroyed me. Um, to the extent that I, I tried to take my own life, you know. Um, I remember Karen was going to the summer project. Rowan. Or Aaron, I can't remember now. And I, I just had enough, you know. And that night I said to myself, like there was loads of tablets in the house because I was on loads of tablets. And I said, fuck this. I'm t- I'm t- so I took about, I think I took about 15, 20 sleep tablets. And miraculously, <laughs> I was awake the next morning. But I knew Karen was going early to get on the bus for the summer project. So she was gone. So I went out to the shed. I was shed out the back. And I lay down on the couch and I took another 20 or so throughout the day. And uh, it's mad because when I woke, I woke up, and I think if I had took some drink, I'd have been dead. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but I woke up and I couldn't. I couldn't talk. I couldn't walk. I tried to walk because of the effect of all the drugs had on me. Um, and the, just the guilt and the shame and everything. Uh, a couple of days later, you know, I just said to Karen, I have to go and see the doctor. And I just went to the doctor and I fucking spilled everything, you know. Um, fuck the ego now. Yeah. You know. Um, he may have stabbed me all them times that night. But it's not taking me life, you know the sort of way. Yeah. Um, so it's taken me another six, seven, seven, eight years to get to where I am now. So in all in all, it's taken me probably ten, eleven, twelve years to, to cope, to deal with what went on. Um, yeah. So it's been it's been a tough journey, you know. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I mean, Jesus. Like, I mean, you all right? I give you a minute. Here. But I'm here, so do you know what I mean? It is like it's uh, like when, when you're talking about it, and when you're telling a story, he like the thing that that's standing out, like is obviously you've come through it, but the stuff that you're doing now. Is give is obviously going to help people then, or you know what, what I'm trying to get at is that like it sounds like you you didn't have the tools basically to, to no to, to to get you and you know what Danny I have to say now um in a in a weird way and it, it really is sounds weird I'm sort of glad I had to go through that because it's made me such a better person now mm. um I'm more aware of shit that goes on uh, in my own life. For a, lot, for a lot of times in my life, I couldn't look myself in the mirror. Yeah. Um, I didn't like who I saw. Um, I can I can walk by the mirror now and stop for a couple of minutes and have a look. You know, I yeah. can I can I can have a smile at myself and say, you know, I'm I'm not all the way there, but yeah. um, I'm getting there and I try each day, and um, I'm proud of who I am. Um, and I suppose if I hadn't gone through that struggle, I might have been still just pottering along doing whatever I was doing beforehand. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
so I, I think through, through that crisis I'm a better person do you know um, do you think that, do you think um, do you think you could have been helped differently by the authorities or is it was it look it was it your, was it you yourself I suppose it was me myself Graham you know um, being honest there probably wasn't the greatest amount of support out there people did they did try you know I'm not going to say they didn't but it wasn't a great amount of support um was it a case of that you weren't ready to talk to people or possibly as yeah. Well, yeah you know you know it's a lot lot to deal with you know um as i say when you think you're look used to to know me you think you're just a normal bloke and life's life's going along all right and next minute you're fucking here with a double decker bus yeah. Um, you know, things change. Um, yeah. But you know, as I say, through all that crisis, I do a lot of work now, and I suppose by sharing my story, somewhere or another, it might help someone. I remember we sat in your dad, sat in Merlo, we're on a um, show. I'd written a poem about when I was going through some dark times, you know. Um, and myself and your dad were on News Talk a number of years ago and I, I read my poem out and um, after the show next day I think it was it was a mental health show and um, the next day I got a phone call off a friend of ours and she said to me they get people texting into the show and stuff like that and you know it's, I'm not saying it was down to me or whatever but this is the sort of miracles that happen when people open up and share their stories that there was some guy that night in his car on the edge of the river Shannon ready to take his own life and after listening to the show he turned around and went back home unbelievable yeah wow yeah that is just unbelievable yeah. and you know that's from people opening up yeah these are the things that can happen do you know but what I mean you'd never, people I think are naive to think as well that like post-traumatic stress isn't going to bring on anxiety or suicidal oh thoughts Stop. or do you know yeah. like it's important that anxiety happens for all different reasons yeah and listen yeah. I still yeah. get anxiety now um, but I don't feed it I, I sit there and I, I let it happen and I move on I that's, do, that's interesting that, that you say you don't feed it yeah. because you have the tools not to feed yeah, it yeah I like because, that phrase because I would have uh, always catastrophized in my head when I was going through me dark you know no one fucking no one likes me anymore you know I can't I'm a failure I can't do this and, you know I can't face people he was six foot four and you're afraid of the dark I mean I, I, I'd explained in my story before at the end of each summer Karen and her sisters used to go to, to Wexford Whites for the last couple of days before the kids went back to school yeah and uh, you know I wave Karen off yeah you was have a great time and boy jazz I was straight up the stairs every door in the house was locked and I chest of drawers against my bedroom door with the lights on for two days television on till she came home really oh jeez I was grim I was petrified at dark the nightmares were unreal um, and you know how I got over all that um, I, I had a dog I know you're always talking about your dog yeah. <laughs> I, I did a dog he only died there before Christmas oh, um, staff and he's he was he was really special to me. Um, I used to go out with him on the lead when it wasn't too dark. 
Yeah. And, and I'd go over as far as the clubhouse, and that was as far as I could go. And I'd come home, and uh, I'd done that for probably six, seven months. And then I'd make it maybe halfway beyond the clubhouse towards the hill of Cabin Teeley. Yeah, yeah. And then eventually I, I would let him off the lead a little bit. And he knew. He, he sent something. Yeah. Because he'd been through all this with me, the late nights up crying and just me and him in the kitchen. and um, So, you know, dogs sense these things. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So he didn't so wander too far. He didn't friend. wander too far away from me, um, <clears throat> and he, he 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 kept me safe. You know, the sort of way I felt safe with him. Um, to the extent that I can now, uh, it's probably a bit stupid thing to do, but I can now go out. Oh, I've often gone for walks. I have twelve and now you earphones in. There's no lights over it. Well, you break or you know. Yeah. You're not afraid of the dark it anymore. It doesn't bother me mm. the slightest. And I purposely go out late at night now with my headphones in where it's dark because it's sort of a yes, we can do this. You're kind of proving yeah, to yourself yeah, that yeah, you've overcome yeah, yeah. and triumphed. Yeah, me a fucking long time. Yeah. But, um, I'm not afraid in the house on my own anymore. You know, I could be left alone. But uh, yeah, six or seven years, I was terrified of the dark without telling anyone. Without telling anyone. Do my you know what God. I mean? Because of my ego, you know. <clears throat> And is it, is it a case thing? Because I know it's and it's something that I know me and you always try to say whenever we talk about something like this. And, and sometimes I kind of sit back and I'm like, are we naive saying this? But is it sometimes as simple as just taking the first step and just talking to somebody? Just reaching For out to somebody? For me it was, yeah. Um, do you know, even that first time I talked to my doctor, Yeah, it was like a ten-ton weight off my shoulders. Do you know... Uh, I used to, it's, it's, it's mad, it's a mad expression, like, um, if I was leaving the house while I was going through all my shit, I'd open the front door and there'd be, there'd be me bags, I'd pick them up and I'd carry them around me all day. Yeah. But when I talked to the doctor, I could leave the front door and there'd be no bags at the door. Do you know what I mean? All that pressure had lifted off me. Um, They're all euph- euphemisms, aren't they? To help along oh, the way. Geez, yeah. It's like... Uh, they're all quite intelligent. Yeah, like, co-facilitator like who I work with, he always tell this story. And, you know, the first time I heard him saying it, um, it just made so much sense to me, you know. And it, it makes so, so much sense to the people when we're on the programmes. You might know it, Dan. You're quite an educated guy. Wouldn't, wouldn't know that far. <laughs> um, these two monks walking along the road. Flashing rain. Sorry, would I not know? Am I not intelligent? <laughs> A different kind of intelligence. Yes. Right? yes. <laughs> but there's these two monks walking along the road. Lashing rain. Um, and they come to the edge of the street, and there's a big, huge, massive pool in the middle of the street. And uh, just as they're about to cross, this lady comes up beside him. So one of the monks picks her up, brings her over the pool, puts her on the other side, and she continues off. So the other monk crosses the road, and uh, he says to the first monk, What do you think you're doing? You're not allowed to touch women. That's against everything we stand for. How dare you? First monk ignores him, keeps walking, you know. It's gone off for about 15 minutes, the second monk's driving a mad. Why did you go near her? How dare you? He said, listen, I picked her up about 15 minutes ago and put her down. You're still carrying her. <laughs> See what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So nowadays I don't carry stuff, do you know? Whereas I used to carry a lot of shame and a lot of guilt. I'm not able to protect my family, you know, all, all those sort of things. Did, did, your, did, did your family go through any post-traumatic? Yeah. Yeah, well, not as much. I don't think, but they they went counselling as a you know as a we all went as a family and individually. Yeah, um, 
I suppose I don't know if it was me struggling that struggle on the on the stairs and blood squirting everywhere. You know, it's it's like something you would see that in you don't movie. want to see in a movie. Yeah, it really yeah. is. Um, yeah. And to relive that over and over and over for five years or so every night, you know, it just it just broke me. Yeah. And you know the way now, um, you talk to a lot of people, um, about anxiety and stuff mm. like that. Is there always an event that triggers it? Um, like a, an event in their life where they're kind of it could be simple, simple, something as simple as their dog dying or something. Yeah. Do you know, I suppose it's like what I'm saying. We all, I suppose, will suffer with anxiety yeah. at some stage. But it's how deep you bring it and how deep you feed it. If you want to feed it, it's 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 there waiting on you. Do you know what I mean? Um, I don't feed it, so I know it'll eventually will pass. But it, listen, if you're in a dark spot, nine times out of ten, that's what you generally do, is feed it. But there are, there are things that you can do to help that cycle stop do you know what I mean mm. um, and it is tough Jesus Christ yeah um, and that's why you know I do the rap programme now and it's a two and a half day programme and you learn on about your triggers and put an action plan around it and you know um, and it's it, it's totally unique to each individual a daily maintenance plan of things that you can do to improve your life mm. do you know what I mean small little things yeah. something I might do that you mightn't do like I, I've met so many interesting people being around SOS there's one, one of my really good friends now Gary Seary I don't know if you're, you're, you probably wouldn't be familiar with him this guy had a really good job from East Wall had a really good job um, for whatever reason things things fell apart on him um, and he ended up he, he couldn't move outside the house just frozen with anxiety and stuff like that so after a number of months being in bed or whatever he, he said look he said to himself, look I have, to, I have to try and do something so he got up off the couch and he went for a walk around his estate the next day he went for a little one minute run and, and Gary has now done over I think 35 marathons and he's done a wow. marathon in the North Pole mm. brilliant and this guy is an amazing advocate and, and these are the things you can do and I'm not going to go out and run because it doesn't mm. interest me yeah. but I do other stuff so yeah. we can all do stuff but you can find stuff yeah. yes we can but all find yeah. stuff that, stuff that you enjoy that make you smile that makes you smile yeah. not, I can't tell you what to do to make you happy mm. but I can we can figure it out between us like mm. but uh, yeah we're all individual and we all do different stuff but um, yeah of course there's, there is stuff there that can help everybody and I, sat, and I suppose you mentioned there the rap program with Suicide or Survive and they're, they're an amazing charity like and that's we're big supporters of them obviously as well like and uh, the stuff that they do in communities across Ireland such as the rap program the Eden program and even the, the, the workshops and that that they do like it, people even if it's a case that maybe they're not coming from as dark a place as you described yeah, yeah. it's still something that they can benefit oh, from though listen I've been everywhere. I've been in Weefield, Clover Hill, Galway, Waterford. There's a common factor with all of us. You know, we're all people. Yeah. Um, shit will come to our door at some stage, whether it's huge shit or small shit. It's how we deal with it. Do you know? I remember being in 
you would have loved them to be with us. We were doing a workshop down in where Munster play in Tomer Park. Oh, lovely, beautiful yeah. place. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it was filled with all people from Limerick, obviously. But there was a big gang of elderly women from Moy Ross, great crack. Yeah, and, and, and one of the one of the questions that one of the facilitators on the workshop generally asks is, you know, right on a post, what's the best day of your life? You know what I mean? And generally, I don't want to be stereotyping, but generally most women put down, you know, the birth of our son or, you know, mm. something like that. But, you know, but I had to laugh. One of the, one of the women from Moy Ross, you know, he, one of the lads went around, you know, what's you saying? The day I divorced me fucking husband. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, you know, things like that. It's just, it's just brilliant. And sharing stories, whether they're good or bad, everyone, you know, it's it's really empowering being around yeah. SOS and, and sharing stories with people. It, it, it's, you know. With the, with the people that that participate in these programs would they all have issues or are they just going no, along no no jeez no That's they're, ju- they're yeah. just going along to um, I suppose I suppose people obviously on the Eden yes of course um, supporters yeah I've been on supporters program because I've been supporting a few people um, over the last number of years and um, rap yeah generally people want you know it's mad because sometimes in rap some people come in and they might say you know, we'll ask them what their hopes are, you know. Well, I yeah. hope to help someone this and this. But when they're walking out the door, they discover that rap is about themselves. Yeah. Yeah. See you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's not about helping other people. It's about looking after yourself. And if you can look after yourself and maintain yourself, then you can help others. Do you know what I mean? But you can't do it from a position of not being well, you know? Absolutely. It's, it, like, the thing that annoys me about this country as well is that... Like when you listen to um, stories from people from all walks of life that have had anxiety or mental health issues, <clears throat> the first stop seems to be antidepressants. Yeah, yeah. Like well, you know, Graham. I have to be honest with you. When I went into the doctors, I went in looking for something. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, because you didn't know though. No, I didn't know. And and you know, being honest as well, medication is okay for a period of time yeah, I, I, I that's, was, that's I, what I was going to ask I was ask. only on antidepressants for maybe six, eight weeks because I just I just needed that lift because I was determined to get better um, I had I had that drive and in me you know what I mean um, but I, I did need that something to help me help my mood change a bit but yeah. when my mood changed then I sought out SOS and I yeah. said look I'm here and they said well this this program and I went, I went on numerous workshops um I went on numerous raps, um, and they seen something in me, I suppose, and I'm, I'm, I'm really thankful. Um, I've been on that end of the table uh, as a person coming into rap, being anxious, nervous, and all that that everyone brings. And now I'm a facilitator. Um, I'm in Minute University now, studying counselling skills. Deadly. You know, um, amazing. Yeah, it is. I have that to is say, amazing. Yeah, it is. No, no, you you go mad with modesty when. <clears throat> When I'd say you're inspiring, like I get called inspiring for having four wheels, for for using uh, no, that. For, hold on, uh, for, for using that for communication, and then get like just doing stuff in my life. You had a horrific event in your life, and now you're doing tour degree education, um, and you're 65. Yeah, 66. <laughs> 66. Actually. You're doing Jeez, tour, you're, you're going to be counselor. Qualified. No, no, I, that's inspiring. <coughs> You're helping local lads who are reaching out to you through Facebook. 
the, am- the amount of times I see people and it's public, so there's no like it's no hiding away. Yeah, from I don't it. like that though. You know. No, but um, that's your modesty. Um, that's that's the true character of yourself. It's but not you're, that I help you're helping people, you're uh, helping lads and it's primarily lads that I see on social media who are reaching out on a status update and thanking you. Like a guy thanked you for the, uh, he was wishing everyone a happy new year and thanks to you, his his mental health has just gone 360 and he's a, he now, as you say, <coughs> you have the tools not to feed your anxiety. This guy said mm-hmm. the same because of you. Well, like, no, Can you not just take a compliment? No, no, it's not because, I'll tell you why, because that particular guy who we won't mention um he made the conscious effort of driving to the back arse of nowhere to look after himself i didn't i didn't bring him along i didn't i told him this is where it's happening you facilitated it yeah but he went himself you facilitated yes. it. i'm giving him credit as well of course but oh, i'm geez. just saying huge credit huge credit because because you know for him to do that and i i and i seen how much it meant to his family because on the first week his mother drove the second week his partner drove and the third week his partner and child was there you know so the amount of support Absolutely. that he got but that's that is what you get if you go seeking the help people will support you you know I suppose yeah. when I when I wasn't seeking support it was because I felt like oh, I was worthless I was useless Um he wants to. He wants to help me. You know what I mean. It's but mad, people, yeah. But that's 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 how low that's you your train of thought. Like, mm. um, but people will support you if you ask for help. Do you think yeah. we'll get as a society in Ireland? Um, do you think we can get rid of the stigma? See, we, see, a lot of stigma sometimes is 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 people themselves carrying the stigma. Yeah, but you so had the stigma for five, yeah, six years. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Will we get to a place? I hope so, Graham. You know, because only recently, a really good pal of mine. He was I worked with for over twenty years. Took his took his life there, um, and people said to me, "Oh, Billy was at an age where you know, Jesse you wouldn't have thought he'd still struggling with life." When you're struggling, you're struggling. Yeah, yeah. there's no age barriers. You know. Um, Do you think he was to talk about? Like, Do you think the stigma affected him and wanting to talk about it? Um, do you know? Uh, I think for Billy, and I, this is just what I think. Like, I, I, I spent about twenty years in the car with Billy around the building site. We were best pals for a long, long time. And Billy was just from that era that just missed out. Remember, we were talking about you were saying earlier on, me and my dad, me and your dad, you were from that bravado era. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I think Billy was just before that again. So it's worse. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. You know, um, and a lot of people. And, and look, I'm not, I'm not saying anything. But a lot of people were saying to me, "Just God love his poor family." And, I, and yes, I 100 million percent agree. But I, what about poor Billy? Mm. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Mm. I've been there. That's not a nice place to be. I tell you, you think the whole world hates you, um, but they don't. But that's your train of thought. But you can come back from that if you ask for help. You really can. I have to. I have to be really, you know, honest about that. Look where I am now. Mm. To where I was in my shed yeah. a number of years ago. Do you know, mm, my life's moving on, and as I say, I can look in the mirror now and I can smile and be happy with myself. Even though you're an Arsenal fan. 
Yeah, see, here we go. <laughs> you know, and, and this is the God's honest truth, and I'm going to wind Merrow up now. Because, <laughs> yeah, da, yeah, because football doesn't mean jack shit to me anymore. I follow yeah. Arsenal, and if Arsenal lose, you know, so what? Yeah, um, yeah. I don't get upset. I used to, because, you know, <coughs> life's a hell of a lot more serious. Timmy now, but as well as that, life isn't that serious to me anymore. Yeah. My dad doesn't go mad anymore. No, but, you know, but you know, your dad would argue with that bag over there if he's the bag said you know him or shit. I think he does that for the crack, though. I don't know. I, well, I know for his hand. I don't know. He, he doesn't shout with the telly anymore. No. Um, I, you know, he doesn't know Ben the gaff. I think, you know I think for me, football has lost all the attraction. Yes, thank you. Like, I, 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 I've auntie and uncle who live about two minutes away from Old Trafford yeah. all my life. Um, when we'd go over years ago, you, you know, you might see a couple of the players around the, the stadium. Yeah. My auntie died two years ago and was over there at the funeral. And they're an Irish family. And they were in the Catholic club at the wake. But of course, I'm not drinking. So I said, listen, I've had enough for a minute. So I'm going to walk down to Boyalto. There's not a chance you would see a player down near Old Trafford now. They all live wow. miles away in mm. big houses. And the money that's going around now, it's just shocking. The money that's in mean all sport though, isn't it? Is it? Yeah, I think it is. I think like... I don't know. I mean, you look at rugby and Danny's game, and listen, I would watch Ireland and stuff. I wouldn't watch Leinster or Munster mm. or any of that. But um, I mean, these guys don't argue with referees. They get hit. They get up. The eye goes. The, they fish you up. See the GAA lads, amateur guys. No, but I'm serious. These guys putting it on the line mm. every week, and you see these ponces falling around on three hundred grand a week and. Do you know what I mean? It's just, yeah. it's. Uh, I'm not with it anymore. No, it's. I think it's become very. <laughs> I'll still, I'll still watch it. Nah, I'm kind of similar to yourself. Whereas beforehand, like I would have, if, if say United lost a big mm. match, I would have, I would have found myself being like, oh, for fuck's sake, Jesus. they ruined. Mm. Yeah, generally, but now I'm just kind of like, ah, sure, look, you know, and I'd say I don't. Yeah, uh, well, do you know, I, I had Sky in my house for a long, long time, and yeah. I'd watch every match. Jesus, mm. uh, could have been a non-league match or whatever. I watched mm. it. I don't have Sky anymore and I, I don't have that. Just have to get out and watch them. Just couldn't care less. Yeah. Mm. I just, I really couldn't. I've, yeah. Even, like, I was a season ticket holder at Leinster for years. I didn't renew this year mm. and I found myself getting more enjoyment out of just stumbling upon even a match over at Sea Point yeah. or Oxana's little brother used to play for Port Arlington so yeah, I was yeah. down there to go watch them play or something. Yeah. Just, watching grassroots I think that's where yeah I would find me a little bit of excitement now since I'm out I used to coach football and stuff I'm out exactly, yeah, five, yeah. five or six years but I can go anywhere now and watch a match and I can leave after 10 minutes if it's crap but I can stay and I'm under no pressure by anybody to stay here or watch yeah, this yeah. this that and that but um, I mean I don't know even Irish the FAI oh Jason yeah. that's another podcast <laughs> but uh, <laughs> Martin O'Neill I just I know you're a big fan of Irish football. Great. Oh, Martin O'Neill, oh, I think prehistoric football. I wouldn't mm. have him anywhere near Ireland. You know, he just and you know as much as I like Roy Keane, he doesn't seem to be doing that neither. You know? What what do you want from an assistant manager? From a fan sitting at home, I want him to have a voice. Assistant manager, really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I want revolution. Otherwise, what, what's, he getting, what's he getting paid for? I want revolution yeah, in the dressing room. I mean. I think he was brought in by Martin. I think it was intelligent for Martin to bring Roy Keane in because I think it takes the attention away sometimes for Martin. Maybe not in the last two games or so because Martin ran amok with Tony O'Donoghue. But I mean, even for me as a, as a footballer growing up, and I know you're going to totally disagree with me, and lots of people will, and 
Listen, that's what life's all about. Mm. For me, for James McLean to be Irish Footballer of the Year is absolutely atrocious because it all is. he's getting it on is effort. Mm. He's yeah. not getting it on his football ability. Thank you, Keith. And, and you know, that just doesn't make sense to me. I'm agreeing with Keith far too much. Normally I don't agree with guests this much. <laughs> no, seriously. Like, no, I genuinely agree yeah. with you. I did, don't get me wrong, like he the, the passion and all he puts in, I can't fault him for that. Yeah. But there's no composure. What what did he? Pe- pe- what, what people, was that award for? Yeah, he got he got the, he had he was leading scorer in the campaign. We didn't get to the World Cup, but he was scored important goals. And I think it was out of that bunch of players for that campaign. I think it was a fair award for him. But he won RTE Sports Person of the Year. Yeah, but that's public vote, and football's the most supported sport in the country. So. Not most popular, not most important. Yeah, <laughs> with most support. <laughs> oh, sorry, important. I thought you said important. No, there. with the most support. I don't mm. think the RT Sports Personality of the Year Award should be a public vote. Yeah. This was a public vote. And if you, put any, if you put any footballer up on that in Ireland, they're going to win it. Unless it's an Olympic year, I think, and we have... Possibly, yeah. yeah. I mean, for me, even he, and he wasn't even there for the rest of the campaign, James Coleman's head and shoulders yeah. above that guy. Of course. Yeah. Yeah, no, but one, but no one would argue that. But then why didn't he, you know... Because he only played one game. Yeah, but I mean, if it's on... Football ability, it's not. Listen, I, I couldn't. I'm a stupid statement, but 10 years ago, I could have ran around the pitch like James McLean. Doesn't make me an international footballer. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but. He scored his first goal in how long? Yeah, 12 months defense. or 16 months yeah, or something. Yeah. During the week, he scored yeah. his first goal. It's not Shane Long. Shane Long's on fire. First goal in 11, 11 months. months. They got two attacking players. Mm. <laughs> like yeah. Jeez. Yeah. 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 No, but. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. No, that's just my thoughts. Um, I'm not disagreeing. I'm just, I think, I, I understand why he got FAI Player of the Year. Because uh, he was our better player in that campaign. And, I think, I think Randolph. And I don't. I yeah. don't. Uh, Who do you think was I don't understand. Them? I think um, Randolph was more deserving myself. I think even the McLean scored more, the more I think important goals. As but Randolph's a goalkeeper. He's not going to score goals. improved for me over the whole campaign. It's our most improvement award though. It's the best player of yeah, the campaign. I think he was the best player. Who? Uh, Shane Duffy. Yeah, well, everything yeah. in the air. Good show, everything. yeah. Good show, everything. yeah. yeah. It was distribution, maybe not great, but neither is McLean's. Yeah, no, <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's me just being an outside the half. <laughs> McLean gave me one of the best moments of my life I on know, my birthday I know. in Cardiff. I know. Absolutely, See, no. place got upended. Yeah. So I'm gonna be a McLean boy. So you're, yeah, of course. No, but that, that, like, I think of course he does lack certain ability and definitely composure, mm. but I think. Um, the Irish fans have been crying out for someone with the passion that he has for do years. Know, do you know what, and I think it does count. No, it I does think, count. I, for me, I think it counts for the people in the I armchair. Think what people gravitate towards him is because of you know he doesn't wear the poppy and all this sort of stuff. Mm. And, you know, um, that Republican element. That's that's for me. You know, and mm. that's fine. But um, not he's not a footballer. No, not for me. And don't start calling me Eamon. <laughs> yeah, fucking Eamon Grumpy. You're Eamon Grumpy now. Grumpy. Yeah, no, I... Don't go around, like I, I, I love seeing anybody with passion in anything. Like, if somebody's passionate about something, rather they're talking about gardening or rather they're playing <laughs> football, passion is, is is contagious in that yeah. sense, you know what I mean? But when I've seen him get It has to be channeled in the right way, though. Well, yeah, to, to an extent. Yeah. Like, to an extent. But I just... When I seen him getting the accolades for sports person, yeah, and even, and even player of the year, I was kind of like, I, mm, I, I, I was, so. I was tweeting when he got it, just to rub people up the wrong way. 
Okay. Yeah. So just to get back to a bit of mental health stuff. Yeah. 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 You guys have a part uh, workshop coming up that is yes contributed towards and you know you just have a big fan base yeah so what i'm hoping happens is we can get as many males from the border there as possible have you been on a workshop no no well it's just an introduction to your mental health really yeah it's a one-day workshop so much fun oh my god yeah really is so much fun and if people have any people out there listening have the idea that oh I'm not going I don't expose myself in front of him it is I know him for saying mm. you don't have to open does that head. happen a lot though I'd say it does does it here we go people stigmatizing themselves mm. it doesn't yeah. in the workshop you don't have to open your mouth at all mm. it's all about the facilitators it, it it just gives people the confidence after the workshop to perhaps reach I'll, out to you I'll tell you now right I can't say this about you Graham because you're in the wheelchair yeah but Every time I've been at a workshop, I've walked out eight foot tall. I just push out eight foot tall. Yes. <laughs> and, and I really mean that. It gives you that yeah. sense of empowerment. Mm. It really, really does. And it's a fabulous day. You'll break your heart laughing at stories. You've met Robert, have you? Yeah. 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 Robert, yeah, Robert does most of the gig. Fabulous. You know, and life stories. All throw, yeah. And all life stories thrown in. Some sad. Robert has a really tragic life story um, that ends up really happy. Um, and that's, you know, that's boiling back to again about sharing stories. Do we know why, um, possibly we don't, but why are men kind of th- th- more so the victims in suicide than women? Or mental health. Because you can have, Graham, you can have two men sitting in a boozer all day with a TV screen on and they could go home after eight hours and the wife says to me, how'd you get on? Yeah, it's grand, yeah. Who are you with? Oh, JJ, man, Mickey was there. And they might say two words all day. Yeah. yeah. Whereas women... Talk. Talk. Waffle. Yeah. yeah. Why, I don't mean that. Waffle. They make a connection. Mean that. Yeah. No, I um, think, I think yeah. and as well, that, like you were saying previously, that kind of bravado yeah. and that kind of... No, yeah. like, for lads, this macho culture for lads... and It needs to stop, doesn't it? It's getting chiseled away slowly and slow. It's and boring, though, isn't it? I mean, I've, I've had people say to me, yeah, oh, jeez, this lad's gone to God. Now, I'm thing from... This lad's gone uh, to God? Yeah. You know yeah. I mean? <laughs> no way. Someone <laughs> said that to you? Yeah. Not just one person. And, and you know... Straight away, you know, I understand that that's them deflecting their own shit on top of me because mm. you don't want to talk about their own stuff. And yeah. that's cool, but, um, yeah, but this, this is I don't have a problem. So let's say you did find God and that was helping you through your yeah. darkest days. Yeah. Who gives a bollocks like? I'm not religious, but I'm just saying. No, I understand. Who gives but a shit? No, that's what I'm saying. These people project their own shit on, onto you. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. You know, to deflect their own crap. Yeah, I was going to say, like, sometimes people have insecurities and their coping mechanism is to. Yeah, straight away yeah. to jump you know, onto someone else. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. It's, it doesn't make it okay, but that's just how they're. Yeah, yeah, I, understand. yeah. I fully understand that. Yeah, you know. What, would, what, mm. are, what are the experiences like when you go to the prisons? Um, genuinely, these guys want to change their lives. Um, I would have probably been in there with a lot of lifers. Um, and they, yeah, they just want to change their life, Graham. Mm. Um, I suppose the first thing you would say when you get locked up is, I can't wait to get fucking out of here. But if you're in there for 15, 16, 17 years, and maybe there's a, a date coming up where you might be seeing a bit of daylight, can you imagine the anxiety? Mm. Your life has yeah. changed. That thing from the Shawshank, didn't it? Oh, what you call oh Jesus, yeah. 
and that whole I can't remember was it Brooks institutionalised yeah yeah where it's his, totally. his way of life yeah, yeah he didn't yeah, know any I mean, different these guys but it's mad in rap in the workshops we used this thing called um, the health continuum that's like a it's like a line from north to 100 mm. Caroline I think tells us about it you gauge what you are every how, how you are during the day you know isn't it? Yeah. so you know in the mornings I might be excuse me a bit grumpy I could be at a 30 but usually by the time I'm out the door and if I'm facilitating I'll, I'll move up to 50 and you can move up and down all day so now the lads on the wing come out and, and it's, it's, it's a really good thing that they do they might say if I met you're on the wing Danny and say what's the story Danny and straight away you say ah, about 40 do you know and they communicate yeah. that way now rather than having to Oh, fuck off, you know. Mm. And it's, it's a really good thing for them to visualise um, at night, you know, and gauge where they are and what, what they can do then to bring their mood up, you know, because simple thing like, I love, I don't know whether I've said this to you before, I drive a really crap car, right? It's certainly not a DeLorean, right? <laughs> but when I get into it, it transports me back to somewhere where I love, I put on the specials, it could be back in the 1980s, or, and a simple thing like putting on a tune change your whole mood oh, yeah. absolutely like if yeah. i'm if i'm in a shit mood after being stuck in traffic or whatever first thing i'll do is when i go in put on only fields and horses and it changes my yeah. mood straight away. they're simple things yeah. that you can do to change your mood that doesn't cost you anything. no do you know what i mean yeah do you think um you see a lot of and this is just me thinking out loud um, it could be dangerous it could be i, I think <laughs> i asked usually him, is. i think i asked a text, text before a couple of months back but do you think um, recreational drugs, because they seem to be on the up and the up, do you yeah. think they have a part to play huge, huge. in mental health? Huge, huge. In, in terms of deterioration? Yeah. Huge, hugely. Um, definitely. Um, without naming places, you could, you could oh, I'm sort of out of that scene a long time now, but um, you could go anywhere, I'd imagine. Pick any pub from here to fucking Galway to Donegal, wherever you want to go, and ninety percent of the people will be using drugs. Yeah, and that's that's sad, isn't it? Yeah, it's a hundred percent. It's sad. Yeah. Do you think? Do you think that's their way out of of a underlying issue, or yeah, do you think it's bravado of showing off? I think I'm a rock star um, here. Bit of both. Um, but I know I know one thing. Um, that it will lead to big issues. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Um, drugs is a huge thing now. When I was growing up, it was um, pot mainly. Um, you might score a bit of grass, Jersey, it'd be like Christmas. But now, grass, you can get grass everywhere and cocaine. And, do you know? It's a huge, it's a huge issue. Yeah. It's mad. I, I remember when I texted you, I was watching Gordon Ramsay's yeah, you were saying cocaine yeah, thing. Yeah. And I was watching it. And I think I was saying it to you, Dan. They were showing how they were making it in Colombia, mm. of all places, where it's you know it's, it's supposed pure. to be it's supposed to be pure and natural yeah. and stuff like yeah. that. But the ingredients they put in it: battery oh, yeah. acid, yeah. oil, yeah. Um, cement. Yeah. yeah, and I'm watching this kind mm. of going, Joe Soap, Mary Soap on a Saturday night, doing loads of lines of coke, oh. which is now yeah. like cement, yeah. gasoline, petrol. I was watching a program the like, other day. Do, are, are they naive to think that that's not going to affect? Their brain cells in the long term, well, just care. for a cheap buzz. Sometimes it's peer pressure as well, you know. Oh, absolutely, yeah. definitely. I was is. watching the program the other day. It's really, it's really mad. Um, in America, the crack. This is a place in Baltimore, 
and the OD rates from heroin and stuff I think I watched it it's fucking unbelievable mm. but they're using this stuff fermentanol in it and it's an elephant tranquilizer and it's a hundred times stronger than morphine <laughs> fucking oh, hell oh. and they put it in the first wrap for the guys and they hit so great or whatever the fuck they think they're coming back straight away but they're OD and everyone's OD yeah um, well, that's, 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 that's an elephant that's, yes but that's a synthetic drug okay yeah. so where is the crack dealer on the corner getting this from yeah it it's like ketamine the horse tranquilizer from a white man somewhere yeah do you know what I mean yeah, it's, it's, it, yeah. but it's like ketamine on the streets of Dublin yeah. now ah listen and that's a horse tranquilizer how did someone find out that a horse tranquilizer was going to be a recreational street drug and do it at a disco. Because, listen, Graham, they, use, they use drug users as guinea pigs, you know. That's it. But is that, is that a... Um, I'm going to get the word wrong and Danny's going to give me stick. Can't, can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> You're biting down the end of the cul-de-sac, do you? Screwdriver? No, what's the horse in the world called? Esk? I don't know what is it called, Graham. I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. Spice bag? Esquarian? What? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I want to do. I've no it's idea what's happening. It's. Escobar. No, the horse bit. People that are involved in the horse trade. Jesus, I don't know. Or the horse sport. I don't know what you're on about. Oh, I have no idea. What, no. What's the word? No, 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 just Google it. Yeah. Absolutely reckon you hit that. You know what it is. I really just wanted you to try to say it again. I'll try and say it So now. you're going to the. Yes. Rugby. Six Nations, yeah, yeah. There's so only two home games this year. I don't know. Every year, I don't. I say I watch. I'll watch Ireland, Danny. But people who think they're educated and rugby, every year tell me, "Oh, Ireland, fucking great this year." I don't know. Are they? Uh, no, no, no. We're, look, we're in good nick, but we're always just a couple of injuries away. Mm, from, I do think that. Yeah, you know, um, equestrian. There you go. <laughs> Jeez. Well, wouldn't you just yeah. ask him? <laughs> no, because he takes me down. <laughs> what were you trying? What was the word you actually said, though? That I can't ever. Squarian. Squarian. I don't even know if that's a word or not. No. Um, yeah. Look, I realistically I think it's going to be either ourselves or the old enemy across the water that'll win it. Um, I can't see Wales, Scotland, or France doing that. France definitely not. France are in turmoil at the moment. They're all over, and they just sacked their manager as well. Um, yeah, if we can. If we can keep Johnny Sexton fit, right. and if we can avoid one or two other injuries, I think we'll have a shout at the Six Nations. But to be honest with you, I'd finish rock bottom of the Six Nations this year and next year if it meant we got to the final of the World Cup. That was one of your questions a few months ago. Yeah, um, yeah and the same, like the people who think they know about rugby about saying, Yeah, oh, yeah, we we'll World Cup this year. But yeah, I was flattered to the save for me. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. The, the World Cup's always just disappointing for Ireland like I mean mm. even the last one Jesus we had a great show but then Sexton and O'Connell both got injured against uh, France in the group stages so oh. the, the quarter final we were goosed because these athletes are bound to get um, injured at a yeah. tournament like that the when they're playing they the hits they take yeah. well, this is but, particularly O'Connell in that tournament well O'Connell's was a bit of a freak one like I mean he tore his hamstring awful bone like yeah. you know it's a freak injury mm. like um Sexton though Sexton is a player who is he's marked man isn't he yeah and I, I love Johnny Sexton mm. absolutely love him but he's a he's player a who man, yeah. definitely a marked man and he's a little bit delicate you know what I mean he's had he's had one concussion too many well he's definitely had a number of concussions and he's definitely had a few 
niggles here and there, hamstrings, not kind of thing. I don't think the time of France done him any good at all, like in terms of his, his game management. And what did he go there for? Dollars? Exactly. Yeah. yeah well, I suppose you have to, I you suppose, know? don't you? He was young enough at that stage. He was yeah. 26, 27, I think. No, maybe a little bit or 28, maybe. Um, but yeah, it was just, mm. look, I can make the money now yeah, yeah, and yeah, I can come yeah, back and play for it. Really, so, it. Well, this is it. And he has a young family, so yeah, I suppose yeah. he's thinking long term, yeah. you know. What is, what is his profession, Danny? Is he, has he got anything behind him? They all tend to. In yeah. fact, that's one of the good things about rugby that they all tend to have. Yeah, you never see anyone on the scratcher. Yeah. My dad's turned off the podcast at this point. Yeah. Why? Rugby. Rugby. If, if it's more than five seconds of rugby. Podcast. Um, I don't know what his is. I don't like. I know a lot of the others. Like I know Gordon Darcy. When when I was in UCD, Gordon Darcy was in UCD doing geography and something else. Now right. he runs a restaurant and 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 a yoga studio yeah, now. Yeah, I think yeah. it is and. You know, there's a load of them that do some sort of business. Is it a case degree, of jobs know? for the boys? Do they get looked after? I'd say they do, obviously. Do, do. Do, yeah, look, I mean, degree, look, say. Ireland, you know, it's it's who you know and yeah, watch and all kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's a few of them who obviously go into the, the punditry end of things, but then there's others who they'll walk into a nice job because, oh, this is Keith Kelly, former Lancer yeah. second row, and 70 caps for Ireland. And sure, can you imagine how great it would be rolling yeah, him yeah, out in a corporate yeah, scenario? Yeah. And yeah. You know, mm. but look, they they have some sort of merit. They oh, have yeah, a degree. Course, they yeah, have yeah. both. They're all, they're all tramps. Mm. Now, <laughs> what are you joking? <laughs> now, when our good mate Jamie was in here, you were not more polite. So, and you know, it's a bit I've seen sad. you do that to guests as well. <laughs> Absolutely, um, I, I do always have a laugh. The pair of you, um, because <laughs> Graham always drops in Tinder, or he's usually even though I can't <laughs> see him, does. even though I can't see him through through the wireless. I, I know he's batting his eyelids at. Some female <laughs> across the table. That's you can just sense that through the. Yeah. That's not true. That, that is, is true. That is true. true. That is true. <laughs> so, how's the love life, James Danny? No comment. No. He's pleading the fifth on everything for I'm that. Pleading so. the fifth on everything. So, can I ask yeah. you, Danny, where yeah. you're buying, thinking of buying an establishment? Um, yeah, look, I mean, to be honest with you, we haven't ruled anywhere. Though. I would love to stay in the borough, but mm. I don't think we can afford it. Quite okay. Now, I don't know. I was, I was curious myself and Karen were just talking the other night because I was going over to collect a, a pal of mine and I seen a house there beside Holly Court up for sale yeah yeah I was the just Mason's wondering Olaf. have you looked at that um, I was thinking maybe I don't know 320 would it be you think yeah three, I think if it's the one that I'm thinking of I think it was it's just above 3 yeah um, it's a lot isn't it like for a council house for, for, for herself what, it's from Leash so they'll probably yeah. get bigger for 220 down in Leash well to be honest with you that, would like, you be willing to move down there Danny it's 40 minute drive at the end of the day it's not mm. You know what I mean? It's yeah. not that bad. Like, um, so it's would, an hour twenty return drive. I would much rather, much rather stay in the border just because we love it. Like, yeah, she yeah. loves it here because she's basically been living with me and my parents yeah, there for yeah, the last couple yeah. of years. Like, you know, because we both work in Dublin, okay. both based here, you know. So, but um, yeah, look, the harsh reality is that, mm. as you said, look, I mean, I don't know, three twenty for what is a glorified two up, two down. You know, mm. it's one of them. It is an awful lot. Wait for the market to explode again. <laughs> we get lucky. Never know. I remember many moons ago when I was buying my house, um, they were looking for 35,000. And I was only starting out as an apprentice at the time. And mm. oh, yes, 25,000 was fucking this um, nearly 30 years ago. Yeah. Um, it was a lot of money. So I couldn't. Um, <laughs> one, thing, one, one thing led to another. and a few of the local lads got in and had a session because I had been repossessed by the building society had yeah. a session and did a fire in a sitting room not where the fireplace was though <laughs> and uh, the old people in the house 
that used to live in your house? No, they were gone. They were no, gone. They were, but that's what they did. Oh, yeah. Oh and a few flagons and smashed a few windows and, and smoke damage. And that maybe happened on the Friday. And by the Monday, the Bill Society rang me out in car and said, listen, that's there for 21. Just fucking sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, a few lads, a few bob. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Unbelievable. But yeah. There's um, a gaff in Cloyney that I had me on. Get the no, band back there for one more shot. Uh, house boys are scanned the same ah, time. It's oh, crazy. Man, it's crazy. Is, um, a friend of mine made 100,000 on a house he bought three years ago, only recently. Went yeah. up 100,000. See, it's. I've mixed feelings about the entire thing, right? Because in one sense, I don't. Like, I'm, I'm not a victim. Or like, I. Still have a, a roof over my head and yeah. all that, mm. but at the same time, it, it is a horrible situation to be that. Like I'm 30 years of age, mm. and yeah, there's no prospects of wearing it yeah. well. I might say, yeah. <laughs> but then <laughs> unconscious of the country is in the depths of a scandalous homeless crisis. Yeah. You know mm. what I mean? So my problems are minuscule mm. compared to what, what's being what, what other people are facing out there. Like. But at the same time, kind of, you know... And you know, for me, I, I would I would think the Irish society just doesn't learn. And I think in no. probably three years' time, it'd be a crash. And you get a house that you'd pay 320 now for, probably for the 150. Yeah, I genuinely, you, you yeah. you can hold on for three years. Because you don't learn. Like, no, I mean, they're building on every square inch of fucking land. And, and this is, and we, this don't, we don't know how great we had it in the 90s. Yeah. And we were like... Yeah. Weren't they, we're the, teenagers. One of the things that really, really, really pissed me off about this whole housing thing is, and they're saying, oh, price are only going up because the supply isn't there, but they're starting to build again. And once they start building, I'm like, do you really fucking think developers in this country, given their past actions, that they're going to build and they're going to reduce the prices of what they've just built? They're going to look and they're going to say, 10 minutes down the road, there's a gaff selling for 320. Mm. These are brand new, they're selling for 350 Beside the Lewis and all that. Oh, Celtic Tiger was the worst thing that happened this country. You know I mean? no you say the Celtic Tiger, Graham, because you were around at that time. This this cycle happens every Boom, both two yeah, years, yeah. you know. We, we, oh, yeah, okay, that's fair, okay. But in 2008, when it all burst, like for those years from 2002, maybe to 2008, or maybe 2000 to 2008, mm. prior to that, we had a sense of modesty as a nation. We lost all that in those yeah, years, look, those eight years. Yeah, but do, you, do you not think we've lost that again? I mean, I, I, yeah, we, have, we uh, never got, we haven't got it back since. I drove by Gilbert's at Christmas, and the car park's packed. Tesco's your mad thing. Gilbert's. My dad calls it Gilbert's. The car park is packed every minute of the day. Like people are shopping as if. You know, fields go now. You know, yeah. it's crazy. Like. And I wouldn't mind, but the wastage people fucking yeah. things out. Uh, yeah. like, oh crazy. my god! Dude, look, I, I kind of agree in a large sense what you're saying. That, like, look, now council house or what was a former council house, and I include my gaff in this. Nowhere that was owned or run by the council should have a hot tub in the back garden. <laughs> no, yeah, 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 you are not a Hollywood movie star, yeah, like, yeah. you do not need this. What no. the fuck, like, I know, yeah, that, that, but that was like that, they were awful years in hindsight because people got greedy 
people people were told by people in power oh continue spending there's nothing wrong you buy your yeah. second car you yeah. buy your third car you buy class. your hot tub out the back you know you know we lost our modesty you get all those um pleasures in your house like a, a new stereo or a new tv or the the newest of cars mm. or the newest of hot tubs mm. and you went from a decade in the 90s and maybe the late 80s where you could leave your front door open or you leave a key in the in the door to an era where everything was uh, available to to be stolen. People robbing mm. the house. You couldn't leave your door open anymore. Oh, look, I, I, I got done over there. The very start of last year. Um, and again, that would have brought up horrific... Yeah. Yeah. Flashbacks. flashbacks and you know and they stole a laptop that would have had all Michael Walsh's private pictures and stuff yeah. yeah no use to anybody you can buy a laptop for fucking 30 quid off these tossers or I don't yeah. know if you can re rejig them to and like but they trampled all over my self respect again you know yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, people don't give a shit like they don't, they don't see the damage the lasting damage that it does to people um, yeah I don't know I think I think it's going to be a big crash in Ireland in two or three years. I don't live beyond my means certainly anymore because yeah. I, can see, I can I can see these coming and do you know just the, my in my grandparents' house always notoriously in the nineties would have just kept the door open mm. and I would have been out in the street or whatever but always kept the door open and you, there's no way you can do I that anymore. Triple lock it. Yeah, oh, did yeah. You, they do triple lock. Oh, You're dead right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I didn't I didn't do that either. But I do now. Yeah, do you know what I mean. They, they, they have their triple locked. They had their house stolen three or four times. Mm. Um, not because they always... Had their house stolen? Where is it now? No. <laughs> the house is stolen. They're trapped. Yeah. They had their house stolen three or four times. And like, or you know, burgled. Burgled. Ju- yeah, jewelry yeah. was stolen. Sometime, the last time it was stolen, a couple of years ago. And were they there? Thankfully, they weren't there for any of them. Yeah. See, that's the problem I do have, because I was there with my family there. And, you know... I, I, Thoughts of someone standing over you in the middle of the night. Absolutely. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And lots of people say, I'll tell you, if someone came into my house, I'd knock that bollocks out. But yeah. I'll tell you, when you're faced with the situation, yeah, yeah, exactly, it's yeah. a bust. Yeah. Like, me, me granny got arrested. Especially there. when you had an event prior to that. Um, I, I, it doesn't even matter if you had an event prior to that. If you wake up and someone's standing over you, oh, you know it's what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But yeah. I, I know my granny's got broken into probably three, maybe four times. She was down the noggin. And like that, and even though I was only a kid, like she died when I was maybe what 13, 12 or 13. And even as a kid, like I always kind of got that feeling that whatever about the stuff, the, the physical possessions being yeah, knocked, yeah. it was more so because she lived alone, like yeah. you know, I mean, my granddad died yeah. years ago, so it was that whole thing of hoarding her own home, yeah. you know, like what you were saying, and, and, and that's, that's it, trampling on your, yeah. you, you know, yeah, it, is, it really is trampling all over you, yeah, yeah it's yeah. ruining their life. Yeah, so at, I don't at know. that age, are we at the going over budget? Ah, yeah, but you know, um, sure no, just uh, if we're, if we're if we're rounding up or whatever, I would say to people that um, problems, most problems are really solvable, and if you do ask people for help, mm. yeah, people will support you, and your problems can be solved. Do you know? Um, yeah, so ask for help that's reach out know, yeah reach Talk out I really mean that and you know sometimes it's hard to reach out to a family member because there's an emotional attachment there and reach out to someone it doesn't have to yeah. be a family member you know what I mean yeah but the support is there for you it's like well I always 
turn to Damien. I don't. I don't mean turn to Damien Dempsey, but his. I always reference his music and his lyrics, and he always says, "Be proud of who you are," and he always says, "Like love yourself today." Mm. Like, yeah. like look in the mirror. Like you said, you now smile. Yeah. Don't be afraid to do that. Be proud. You're you're only putting this there for one reason, and you know, love it and enjoy it. Yeah, I would. I would definitely echo what you're about saying, and, and just on the whole reaching out thing. If anyone listening to this has had trouble or feels like they're in trouble, feel free to reach out to us. Feel free to reach out to anybody. But if you know that there's the support lines there, like Samaritans is one one six one two three. Uh, PA the house has a phone line one eight hundred two four seven two four seven, and there's great organisations like Suicide Survivor yeah, around the country that are helping. There's always help there, lads. So do do please reach out, like you know. Um, Definitely. Our workshop that you were mentioning, we don't have a date confirmed just yet. Yeah. But when we do get it, look, you'll be sick of us plugging it by the time it's on. But we'll bang everything up on the Twitter and on the Facebook and obviously through the podcast and that as well but uh, and go even if you don't you don't have to have a exactly. listen as I say it's mental health issue. can be fun as well yeah. do you know what I mean yeah, it's not all doom and gloom do you no, know what I mean no, not at all. Um, not at all. everybody has it it's, yeah, like, it's like physical health yeah. Yeah. The, the experience, I mean? but someone's experience might be doom and gloom but yeah. the, the other side of that is all positive but I can I can say and if if anyone is who goes along to the workshop they will walk out six foot tall mm. I really mean that it's such a fun day and you don't have to expose yourself or whatever's wrong or if there's nothing wrong, just go along. Yeah. You know what I mean? Be curious. Definitely. Absolutely. Um Keith, it's it's been brilliant having you, man. Thanks, Thanks so man. much. And, and I know your, your your modesty knows no bounds and you didn't take comments from Mero on that, but genuinely I think the, the, the people at the board have a great affection for you, man. And I include myself in that and even the little videos and that that you put up and the little poems and that like even that that, that poem you done recently did no more uh, did, I'm not forgetting the name of it now the, the, the football no jumpers. that's yeah, the yeah, one yeah, like yeah. I mean brilliant that was brilliant that, well, I, I, I think strange, it's fair to say that went viral as well yeah, yeah. strangely enough I do I, which I, I do now but I didn't before obviously I, I carry a little jot around me my car and I jot things down that I just see and I might leave it there for a while and I try to make sense of it then in a little you know in a f- couple of weeks or whatever and I, I try and tie things up um, yeah I'm more aware of stuff now and yeah. I think being sober and drug free and everything working with SOS and doing, doing lots of self development you know what I mean mm. um, yeah, yeah. yeah I'm more aware of stuff that helps you know and life is good at the minute even though life is shit at the minute mm. um, yeah. but I'm well able to cope with whatever's coming and yeah I do have dark days and I think we all do but um there is stuff out there that can help. Honest to God. Absolutely. Yeah. Love it, man. Love and I it. suppose me being here is testament to that, you know. Mm. Definitely. But I've lots of people to help or thank, you know. Yeah. 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 So thanks guys. Really thank, you. thank you. Thank you. Thanks a lot. You know, keep keep being you, man. That's that's the beauty of it all, you know. That's mm. it. Um but yeah, see also that's OE, lads. Um if you want to learn more about that or you can listen back. We had Caroline on the podcast twice previously. Caroline McGuigan, um, a wonderful, wonderful woman. So if you haven't checked them episodes out before, please do. And John Ross Crangle as well. J.R. Crangle, another one, yeah, another border lad who it was unbelievable. Um his story's brilliant, but even just him himself, like I mean, world champion. Yeah, and, like, uh, yeah, I I I I was talking to him a number of months back. Mm-hmm. Um and it just goes to show but he, he's he's won everything and you know, yeah, such such brilliant golfer and stuff, but just 
had no self confidence. Yeah, and it's mad, and that, and that's what that's what depression or whatever it does to you, or gambling and all these stuff just knocks the shit out of you. Yeah, but if you reach out, you know there is help there. Mm. Um, I met up with John Ross, and we had a bit of, bit of a chat and a bit of crack, and um, not not special, just you know having a, a lads chat. Yeah. Um, just, just to make me aware that there is people there who care. You know what I mean? Mm, absolutely. Um, yeah. And that, that's, you know, it's nothing more than that. But you know, that's all you have to do. Love it, love it. Um, Keith, do you want to plug your Twitter or anything like that? If I don't really have Twitter. You do. I know, but I only jump in here once every three weeks ah, or yeah, something. Um, no, I don't want to plug it. No, um, I just <laughs> check out my Facebook. I do, I do lots of zany sort of stuff on Facebook, and um, go, try to do. put a smile on people's face, and I get a bit creative. So. Uh, yeah, just jump on Facebook. Deadly. Deadly, deadly. Are you going to give the outro a bash? Yeah, you're going to no. go for it. <laughs> I'm too emotional. <laughs> you're not going to. Well, just say equestrian again then to give us a laugh. <laughs> equestrian. <laughs> equestrian. Oops. Uh, you can, can catch us on uh, Podbean, Podcast Republic, Stitcher, um, iTunes, just search uh, what's this, uh, WTS pod <laughs> and I was so good fucked up go on <laughs> go on do it see the, the confidence man. yeah 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 equestrian dot are you yeah it was like I was saying to on the 600 during the week man just just pig ignorant and confident and just plow through it I know, I can't. Saying, go right? on do it uh, you can get us on iTunes Stitcher Podbean Podcast Republic Podcast Addict anywhere and ever there's a podcast just search WTS for bingo <sighs> That's it, man. Uh, <laughs> don't forget to subscribe, review, and all that on iTunes. It uh, really helps us out, lads. So continue to do that. WTSPod.com, of course. Check it out on Facebook.com forward slash WTSPod Ireland. Twitter at WTSPod. Twitter at Merlin Mania. Twitter at Dan John Murray. It's all there. It's He's all perfect, there. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, look, lads, thanks a for listening. Keith, again, thank you so much for coming in, man. Thanks, Pleasure, Keith. Lads. Absolute and, pleasure. Um, until next week. Clear eyes. Full heart. Can't lose. Look.